0: Welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for May. Cuz it's starting to get sunny outside. It's starting to get it's starting to get better. outside said it means going for those walks. They're not that bad. You know, there's the occasional bit of rain, but you know even nowadays I don't mind having a little bit of a walk in the gray in the rain, you know. Just feeling a little bit in my face. You know, I don't, however, want to spend that much time in the rain. I don't really want to make um, a spectacle of myself or even a specter of myself because I have somebody here who's going to make a specter of themselves. It's Mark Specter from the Grand Gamers Guild. Hey there, thanks for having me. Hey, 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 hey. It's always good to speak to you. I appreciate that. I mean, it's good to speak to you, you too. Know, you know, um, Let's chat about things. Let's talk about things. There's being, I mean, um, we can get straight. I'm going to, um, first of all, I'm going to be kind and I'm going to be polite and I'm going to ask how you are doing yourself at this moment.
1: Sure. If you're talking about physiologically, I am, uh, lucky and happy to say that I am happy and healthy. Everyone around me is happy and healthy. And, uh, you know, as, as the world sort of uh, goes up in flames, I know there are many who can't say that. So, you know, I, I'm a blessed man, quite frankly, even with all the chaos. And I try to recognize that as much as possible.
0: Have you been eating your Tide Pod sandwiches as, as suggested? And,
1: uh... Oh, um, no, no. Tide um, nor any other chemicals will not keep me healthy um <laughs> physical distancing well at least i believe that so um well yeah. we'll see yeah. as michigan returns to a, a semi active state what happens here
0: yeah no it'll be it'll be it'll, it will definitely be interesting um
1: last time we we spoke a
0: long long time ago and we spoke about the artemis project and then um then we spoke a little bit about endangered Mm-hmm. And endangered is now here, and at the time it went on to do pretty decently in in Kickstarter. Um, where are you with where are you with kind of endangered, kind of at the moment?
1: Sure. So endangered would would officially be in distribution at this point if uh, if the world wasn't in the state it was in, um, for good or ill. And believe it or not, there there is good to come out of this. Um, right now, Endangered sits in uh, PSI's warehouse waiting for the distribution chain to open back up. And once it does, it will be out there in the wild, pun intended, to uh, you know, <laughs> thrill and delight animal lovers and co-op lovers alike. I field an email at least a couple times a week asking me when people are going to see Endangered on the store shelves. And, <laughs> and I keep telling them, it's coming, it's coming. Um, but the other half of that is that, uh, and this is the good part of things, that my web store has actually never been busier. I have people picking up Endangered who didn't support it on the Kickstarter. I have people who supported the Kickstarter who suddenly find themselves clamoring for the Giant Panda module expansion. And um, and we also have some promos and stuff that we're getting out there, things we would have given away at conventions. And uh, yeah, so really Endangered is even under the circumstances endangered is firing on all cylinders. And I'm, you know, I'm really proud of that game because I appreciate you saying that it did fairly well on Kickstarter, but I'll be honest and say that I I tried to keep an upbeat tone, but that game, that campaign was a struggle every day Mm -hmm. of the week. We had so many hopes and we had so many goals, so many things that we did not bring to fruition in the campaign that I'm hoping that the positive dice tower review and all i mean i get emails also with people telling me how much they love it hopefully all that can even without a convention season can build a buzz and that we can um manifest more content for it that will allow us to reprint the base game because of course you know people need that in order to play all the expansion content
0: well how's um how's joe are you mean speaking to joe but about it, because I'm aware, because I saw him I, I think I mentioned just before we started recording that, you know, Mike Delisio was was talking some sugar about, you know, kind of Endangered and, you know, him yep. being kind of part of the Dice Tower now. Um, what's Joe, have you been speaking to Joe about how, how things have been kind of picking up? Oh yeah, game? I
1: um you know, I almost feel bad for Joe, because Joe put his heart and soul into Endangered for years, right? And then yeah. we signed the game, and we, he continued to put his heart and soul into it, making sure that it was the very best game that it could be. And, you know, like I said, the campaign was difficult. It's very niche product. It's very different from most of the things that are on your game store shelves. And, um, and now, you know, we, we brought it to life. We, we realized the campaign in a physical product and, and now the pandemic hits and, you know, I don't mean to belittle, uh, the, that, that state of things. Hopefully no one takes my words that way, but mm-hmm. I just feel like, You know, this was Joe's convention season to shine and the rug has sort of been ripped out from under him. Uh, However, as I indicated, the response to Endangered has been fantastic. I I just got a face on not a Facebook, a Kickstarter comment from a backer who said, I have never played a game 10 times in a row or or something like that. It was uh, just hugely complimentary that he was pouring this much time and effort into playing Endangered again and again and again. And, um, and so to actually answer your question, I have been in touch with Joe. Uh, I am working on keeping him very busy because I feel like endangered deserves its chance in the sun again. And that with all the positive buzz we've had around it, even without a convention season, that if we, um, if we have the tools to strike while the iron's hot, we might be able to revisit endangered, uh, bring forth more content and, um, you know, that hopefully to the delight of new backers as well as existing backers. I mean, the Dice Tower did the review and Z Garcia's harshest comment was, I wish there was more for this game. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Joe had been working on at least half a dozen scenarios um, prior to the launch and they were in various stages of development. And we released um, the Pandas as an expansion and Sea Turtles are done. And mm-hmm. there's yeah, ton, just tons more animals that we can include, and a lot of levers and mechanisms for us to pull. So, uh, yeah, it, it will be coming. Fingers crossed, it will be coming. How's um,
0: how's the pandemic kind of affected you in terms of your kind of your normal marketing year? Because one, of, I think one of the things that I've seen a lot of people going to like bummed out. um I'm missing another convention, but I think also one of the direct effects of that is there's a lot of there's a lot of businesses like yourself who would have been playing the convention scene, who would have been using it to help kind of promote stuff, who would have been using it to kinda, of, as you said, get kind of um Joe kind of in front of as many people as possible so he could lay as much sugar on endangered as possible. But is, have you had to have some kind of introspective marketing meeting meetings to say well, what what are we going to do now for the rest of the year? Because Essence, you know, Essence Spiel has said, oh, we're postponing until kind of, uh, I thought, I thought, the, till 2021. And I saw some people said, oh, that looks like the same date. And they went, oh, no, it's the following year. So if you had to kind of sit down and go, right, okay, what what are we going to do in order to keep kind of momentum going and traffic coming and general interest in ourselves?
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely been tough. I mean, as the convention sort of uh, fell like dominoes one by one, um, mm-hmm. you know, Origins, Gen Con, Essen, and UKGE is officially moved, but yeah. who knows if they'll be able to. No, you know what? I lied. That's not true. UKGE did cancel. See, I got it all bungled. The only convention still standing in my big convention year is PAX Unplugged. And again, we, we just, there hasn't been word one from them yet. So we'll see what happens there. Um, no one is ever going to accuse me of being a savvy social media marketer. And on a personal level, I'm also yeah. not the loudest voice in the room. Um, sure you can, without too much difficulty, um think about the people in the board gaming sphere who are really good at being the loudest person in the room. Um yeah. and also really good at doing all that social media branding. Uh-huh. Um and I, and I'm not one of them. I, I do the best I can. I'm still, for all intents and purposes, a one-man show when it comes to that kind of thing. And it has been a challenge. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to use Twitter, trying to use Instagram, trying to use Facebook and not be um, not be horrible about it, you know, but just put out things to, to remind people that we're here. And, and obviously, when third parties do it, when the Dice Tower does their review, I was yeah. absolutely thrilled that Tom from the Dice Tower—duh, of course— um did did a, a live playthrough of endangered as part of a um a solo gaming marathon. That was amazing. And um you know, so people are able to see a live playthrough. Z Garcia did a review. And you know, there's just a lot of sort of independent buzz. And I've reached out to some non-game industry media, and while I don't want to say anything until until um until these things come to fruition, Let's just say, you know, Endangered touches a topic that I think is important to many people who operate outside of traditional gamers. And it's been super hard crossing that gap. Um, but hopefully we'll do it in the not too distant future. And again, hopefully that feeds into more buzz and better sales. And then mm-hmm. when the distribution and game stores open again, the game will be there waiting for them.
0: I mean, Wingspan itself has kind of really kind of crossed that kind of divide now isn't it i mean it's now the last thing i saw it was turning into like a switch game <laughs> so you're gonna yeah. be able to play it on the yep. on the nintendo the yeah nintendo james switch.
1: and Stonemeyer mm-hmm. games are absolutely uh, amazing at marketing i mean better True. than i i think i can ever hope to be right before we got on uh, uh an industry friend posted on on a thread you know, if, if you could launch your own camp, like if you could avoid crowdfunding and launch a game, would you? And mm-hmm. I, uh, I typed out, I dashed this out right before we started talking. Um, if I could avoid Kickstarter and still think I would be successful, I absolutely would. Um, yeah. You know, with no disrespect to Kickstarter, it's an amazing platform. It has allowed my company to exist. Um, you know, if I could get my Kickstarter audience to visit my website and if I could charge them less, because I don't have to give up a cut to Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And if I could, you know, pocket a little bit more because I don't have to give a cut to Kickstarter. I mean, that would be tremendous, but Kickstarter is just such an amazing platform. It's so dynamic. Um, it has its issues. Don't get me wrong, but it is still a powerhouse. Um, even in contrast to, to every other, you know, mark, uh, what's a crowdfunding platform that, that people have tried to launch. And, um, i mean so much so that even the big boys in the industry that don't need crowdfunding put themselves there to be seen they say yes i am an independent company that could do this on my own but i would more than happy to give up almost 10 percent to kickstarter and the credit card companies because i know i'll do better there i mean if that isn't a juggernaut i don't know what is
0: well i've seen this i mean i see this in um the amazon argument now that's what i do for a job so i get a lot of people that say well I'm going to market my website alongside kind of selling stuff on Amazon. You come back to them three months down the line, they're saying, well, it's like, well, what are you doing? It's like, well, (laughs) I'm doing most of my stuff through, through Amazon. And it's like, well, what about the fees you were complaining about? It's like, well, when I looked at the marketing costs, actually, you know, people just being able to find the product there and buy it straight away is a huge kind of thing. And I think that's where Kickstarter's got such it's got such an infrastructure in place in terms of its um, ecosystem with regards to the people that will go on to Kickstarter and will look at stuff and will kind of back kind of projects. I can see why, you know, come on and, and mythic games and everyone like that, you know, come come back kind of again and again and again, because, um, because it's there. Because it's it's almost like that is your marketing. You you can put you know if you've done four or five campaigns, it's very very easy for you to send out a newsletter which hits every single person that's been in that campaign, and 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 then get them to you know entice them to kind of come come along. Um, it obviously emphasizes the kind of the gap that you get once you become a behemoth, and then when you're starting out or and you're in the middle size of things, because I can see. The gap between the big guys and the kind of the middle guys and every un- everybody underneath is becoming kind of bigger and bigger in terms of the kind of the the kind of the overall coverage. But it, you know, it kind of is. It is what it is. Um, you know, there's not there's not an awful lot you can you can kind of do do about that. In terms of further electronic stuff, have you kind of been looking at things like tabletopia? in tabletop simulator and board game arena and all these other kind of virtual spaces where people can play the games. Have you, have you been kind of exploring that for the likes of endangered or the Artemis project or even endeavor and things like that at all?
1: So yeah, absolutely. So first of all, um, someone some time ago actually put a mod onto tabletop simulator for endeavor age of sale. Um, people seem to be enjoying that. Although I, I didn't personally have much to do with it. He Ah, uh, just implemented as a fan. Um, recently, yes, we actually do have the last game we kickstarted. Garinto it yes. is actually on Tabletop Simulator, and another—I don't know what the right word for it is—but another another program, another app called Tabletop Playground. So you can actually go and play Garinto there uh, straight away if you uh, if you search it within within Steam, you'll find it. Um, we are working on Endangered. In getting that implemented there, and um, yeah, I actually uh, ran into a very enthusiastic backer who actually yeah. offered to implement it for me, and um, yeah, so she's she's made some beautiful. I mean, you know, using our our graphics and everything, she's made a beautiful implementation. I actually was at a small convention, a small e-convention over the weekend called Condemic. Played through two seamless games of Garinto with some folks. And got many compliments over how it operated um, mechanically, as well as how great it looked visually. So we're super proud of that. And the Artemis project, I have another friend working on that for me. Um, I guess what I will say, for what it's worth, is you know, and I'm going to plug here just shamelessly. If um, you know, obviously the 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 game is out there; it's free. But I, I do want to compensate the people behind it. Uh, the mm-hmm. designer as well as the um, mod programmer. So if anyone has any interest in, in putting some money in their pockets and I put this in my uh, e- email newsletter the other day, um, mm-hmm. you know, they can PayPal money to grand gamers guild at com, And I'm going to get that money over to those folks. So just because, you know, they're, you know, I don't have a $50,000 budget to implement an app on an iPhone, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, But I do have the ability to pass along donations to those folks. So, yeah.
0: That's an interesting point of view because I know that um, when I was speaking to Suzanne Sheldon, when they were on the show like a a couple of weeks back, and we kind of brought up the topic about um, um, Asmodee kind of taking down mods um, from places like Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator – And their view was, you know, I was kind of like, well, maybe it's not the right time. But Suzanne says, well, if people are protecting their IP, it's maybe a case of if they're if they have to bring down like an Imperial Assault mod on Tabletop Simulator, then it's maybe because not because they have to do it is because they've had Disney lawyers (laughs) saying you've got an unauthorized mod of our IP on tabletop simulator, you better go ahead and kind of kind of take it down. Um and yet your view is I not only want to I'm not only happy about there being a mod on tabletop simulator, I'm actively going to say, well look, if we're going to financially contribute to these people, then you'd be you'd be kind of be willing to do that. So it's kind of interesting the kind of the different the different viewpoints that I'm hearing regarding kind of the mods on on table tabletop simulator itself. It's kind of very very interesting to me
1: i mean i'm a company and at the end of the day as an operating company i need to be profitable Mm. if i could monetize it systematically Mm. i totally would um you know but you could spend all day fighting the folks who take the time to simply implement a mod with or without permission you know and short of having disney's lawyers like i I guarantee you steam would kowtow to disney to disney's lawyers but um oh yeah yeah i don't think uh you know, I don't think they'll turn their head if uh, Grand Gamers Guild lawyers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> speak up. So and, you know, we're in a very particular time and, you know, I didn't have to pay to have this person do the work for me. She did it voluntarily. Yeah. So, you know, if I can serve the backers and I could create more fans and I can make everyone happy as a function of that, then it's kind of a situation where why not? Um, you know, and everything's perspective. You know, in a decade, if I'm uh a, a behemoth of a company, maybe my perspective will be different. But uh it just seems like a good, fun, right thing to do now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Has it um has it changed your perspective at all regarding kind of like preview copies and review copies? Because one of the things that okay and this is my thinking behind it. You, I've seen you. I think I've seen you on the the board, the the Facebook uh, board game and reviewers kind of group. Yep. And you know what happens? Somebody will say, right? I've got a Kickstarter coming along. We're looking for people to preview the game or review the game, and you know, produce some content to it. And we'll be sending out copies, kind of X, Y, and Z. And what happens is somebody posts that, and you get kind of fifty or sixty. Kind of people going, oh, yeah, me, 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 I'll have it. You know, me, 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 mine, 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 kind of thing. (laughs) Um, Whereas now, quite interesting, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing kind of people kind of doing the same thing, but saying, but I've got a mod on Tabletop Simulator or I've got it on Tabletopia. And the number of people who are shouting to take part in it isn't as much. And it's kind of interesting to me. And I'm just wondering is... Is that a a kind of a, because I guess it comes down to time and investment and how long it would take you to put the game together, but going forward, would it be a case, would you consider putting like maybe simpler games on Tabletopia and Tabletop Scotland to allow people to kind of preview them without you having to physically commit to getting kind of prototype kind of copies made? All
1: right. So that's an interesting question because it's so much bigger. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if I thought I could get good reviews, and I don't mean good reviews in terms of the content. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, solid reviews by by good folks. Um, and and I was able to get a prototype implemented on um, an electronic platform. I probably would. However, mm-hmm. I'll say this. Uh, you know, board games, we, we play board games for a number of reasons. A lot of it is... Being around a table physically with people, touching a physical object, um, the tactility, the sound, the whole experience. Um, I'm not an electronic gamer. And while I had a great time playing Garinto at the online convention I attended this past weekend, it's not really the way I want to engage. The other thing that I would come back to uh, with respect to Garinto specifically is... I lost count of the number of reviewers who said, this prototype is so amazing. I can't wait to see what the finished product looks like. You know, yeah. and if they were playing it electronically, that, um, you know, I, I guess the ability to say that is lost because they're all not touching it. They're not um, engaging with it. Yeah. And also, I guess I would say one other thing is that the level of fiddliness of a game, I think, can be affected positively or negatively with an electronic implementation. Um, I'll be honest, I expected Garinto to be a lot more of a fiddly experience playing it in Tabletop Simulator. And I was really quite surprised at how incredibly smooth it was. So, so yeah, I don't ever see a time where I will abandon physical prototypes and move only to electronic prototypes. I don't mm-hmm. think it's the experience that board gamers want. It's not the experience that I want for myself or for them. So mm-hmm. even though it's costly to move those copies around, yeah, um, I think it's worth doing. And, and I agree that, you know, again, using Grinto as my example, we were really proud of our prototype. I was, uh, you know, again, I was just really pleased at how many people were super impressed with with the prototype we presented to them, and used that as an extrapolation to say, I see what Grand Gamers Guild has done in the past, uh-huh. I can't wait to see this thing realized.
0: Would it, on the other side of that, would you use it as a prototyping tool then at all kind of keeping it kind of in-house to allow people to kind of make it easier for them to see a visual representation of a finished game because one of the things I was aware of I played um Prisma Arena from Hub Games and I sat virtually sat down with Rory O'Connor and we played through um a couple of matches of uh, of Prisma Arena and he was able to show me kind of kind of what the finished product was kind of kind of look like even though I can tact you know could kind of play in a kind of tactile sense like you said but he was able to say this is what it's actually going to do when it's finished because we've just got all the print files and we've been able to take the print files and we've been able to dump it into here and create kind of all the things would that be an option maybe not to say to a preview or here here's the game but maybe in-house use it as a kind of a, a tool to allow you to kind of see if concepts and things like that would work as well.
1: Um, I guess I would say if I was going to engage a prototype, Mm. um, for all the reasons previously stated, Hmm. I I would probably want a physical copy. Um, however, if a designer had gone to the trouble of putting one in place electronically, if I was genuinely interested, I will, I will give it a shot, but I would almost, you know, not having done this, I'm sort of guessing, but I would, I would almost expect to, if I enjoy the experience, to request a physical copy after the fact.
0: Yeah, there's something still very, very much.
1: Regardless of, you know,
0: regardless of the number of times I'm going to play the kind of the electronic copy, if I really, you know, if I want the game, if I like the game, I think I want the physical copy in my hands because that's the reason that I have, I have a very active kind of video game collection. And Mm -hmm. it's why I have a very active... A kind of board game collection, and the two don't meet in the middle. You know, I very, very much like the analog kind of the feel, the kind of uh, this is going to sound weird, the smell. Mark,
1: oh no, it's not weird. I, I totally like,
0: the, I like, <laughs> I like the smell of a good. You know, there's nothing nicer when you've cracked open a rule book for the first time, and you've kind of got that kind of that fresh, fresh kind of ink smell. Um. <laughs> Speaking of Grinto, just for a couple of minutes, because sure. it did, it actually did quite, it did quite well.
1: It did. I was did super like, proud of, of how well we did with, uh, you know, a game that was essentially an abstract, you know? The mm-hmm. question is, what, what, what were people able to connect to? And, you know, I wish I had that answer, but but yeah, a good number did. Because it went on to do, um, it, it almost went on
0: to do like nine times it's kind of like it's kind of like funding goal, and it was yes. a ve- it appeared to be like a very a very kind of simple simple concept. Where are you at the moment with regards to that? Where is that in terms of its of its kind of production? Is I take it the is the, the pandemic kind of affected its kind of timetable for
1: um, the pandemic has not affected the timetable for Garinto, thank goodness. Um, mm-hmm. the campaign shut down right before things really got heated up, and yeah. Um, and so we've been able to continue the process of production without any issues so far Mm -hmm. where it's specifically at is that we are waiting on a, um, a visual sample of the coin that will be included in the Kickstarter editions, And shortly, shortly after that, the factory should be able to produce a complete sample of, of the, uh, of the proof, you know, and get it to me and then we Mm -hmm. should be off and running the translations are done again there's going to be four rule books in the box english uh french german and spanish and um yeah we're turning this one super fast and this just goes back to the way i chose to approach the campaign which i i term a clean campaign with is the way i like to approach it I, i like to make a full presentation of the game no stretch goals this is the best most polished, fully realized edition we could possibly bring you. You know, short yeah. of short of producing it in platinum or something like that. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. And we were able to do that. And you know, there's been very little or no development on the back end. Very little or no art needed to be done on the back end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you know, we're, we'll be off to the races very soon.
0: One of the things. One of the things that comes up with kind of kickstarters that are coming up, and also just in general, kind of games companies like yourself in general, is with the with the landscape kind of changing. And it is, you know, it's. I mean, I've not I've played lots of board games now, but I've certainly not played the games I would normally play. And a lot of my games are now kind of like pretty family orientated, unless there's like solo modes. I've played a couple of more what I would call complicated games um in terms of kind of like uh going forward and I mean what if this is gonna kind of be continues to be the norm if things are going to be kind of uh locked in are you having to have you got have you got plans for no in terms of things like content creation and stuff like that are there things that, the youtubers and the twitchers and the instagram folk what they can do to help you if the you know if the situation continues to be the norm that we kind of get a wave and then everything quiets down then we get kind of another wave until the kind of the vaccine comes along is there stuff that kind of like youtubers and things like that can do to kind of help you as a company? kind of grow and expand and help keep the kind of the word out that you would like them to kind of approach you and, and help you with?
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm not, I'm not um, like a, like a ruptured dam able and willing to give away copies willy nilly, but if yeah, someone yeah. has built up a brand and has an audience and they're enthusiastic about the content of a game called endangered, I mean, I can't guarantee they're going to love it, but if it's the kind of thing mm-hmm that they normally do, and it's the kind of thing that their audience is interested and in, willing to take yeah, you know, look at. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm more than happy to get more copies out there and keep the supply of content going in hopes that it reaches someone who then wants to go to the website and bring it home. Are you wanting, is there, are you wanting
0: different content as well? Do you want people to be imaginative and things like that? I mean, is there things that... Do you just want somebody kind of here's the game? This is how you play the game, and this is what I think. Are you, are you are you kind of wanting people to be a bit more imaginative with the content? Does it? Do you mind if people kind of make just a review? Do you like if we would make content based on the game as well? Not necessarily something that explains the gameplay, but something that was just you know mucks about with endangered. You know creates content funny content serious content just something a little bit different is that would you be open to something for that or would you prefer to have kind of here's some play here's some gameplay here's 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 how you play the game and um, tutorials without, you know here's some opinion yeah, pieces
1: without really knowing what they would be after you know what i mean i'll say mm. i'll say a solid maybe on that you know mm. um a lot of it would just come down to the quality of their previously produced content. And if I saw a fistful of that and was like, yeah, that's, that's well done, Yeah. Um, then yeah, I, I'd, I'd be open to a conversation.
0: All I'm just thinking about is the opening shot of me next to a box of Endangered, and I have got makeup on, so I've got a face like a tiger.
1: it look if you want to put on tiger makeup to to, uh to push endangered then then yeah we can talk about getting you a copy Uh, you know uh, um i I will say this you know i don't know where obviously you know you're in the uk and i don't know what uh, a lot of your listenership is like but um you know anyway i have copies sitting in the uk too when i talk about um distribution or lack thereof anyway it's just kind of kind of funny that um i have these copies sitting all over the world and uh, not able to get them out there. But yeah, if, if you have a well-cultivated UK-based audience, then um, sure, go for it. We'll, we'll work something out. The irony
0: is that the majority of my listeners are based in the States. Oh, oh that's
1: funny. Oh, well, I have copies sitting here too, so whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the plans for the future? You mentioned, you mentioned Endangered. I mean, are you still, as a business, are you still open for people kind of, Pitching ideas and things like that.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well. So we're still taking pitches, albeit very selectively. My queue is really, really long. Um, I have, let's see here. So, you know, what we're hoping for, um, and this may or may not happen, so don't take this to the bank, is um, more content for Endangered, um, more content for Grinto, if you can believe it or not, um, more content for the Artemis project, And then I have signed um, a game called Aldabas, which is a puzzly tableau builder designed by Josh Mills and Nat Levan, which I'm super excited about. It's one of those games where you look and say, oh, it's a deck of cards. And then you start interacting with that deck of cards and Mm -hmm. you're just sort of chasing after your goals and putting that puzzle together. And man, it it, it, um, is fantastic. Obviously I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm excited about putting my money behind it. And then there's at least another three to four projects that are serious contenders. But at some point, I either need to really scale up so I can be a multi-project company or, or I don't know, figure something out. Because right now I'm still plugging along and I don't have that many projects that overlap. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I only have so much money. I only have so much time and I only have so much bandwidth. And I feel we do a good job with the things we put out. I want to make sure that we can keep up that level of quality for everything we do.
0: Has I mean are you having discussions about kind of retail distribution or is that just that is that seriously kind of I really need to wait and see kind of what happens over the next kind of 6 months before we even approach that kind of subject.
1: Well, generally speaking, I am with PSI, so once the chain gets moving again, we will be mm. in distribution. I mean, Artemis project is already out there. Yeah it's just uh you know it's just a shame that you know endangered has been stymied because of the situation um I will say you'd asked if um grinto had been affected by the pandemic the yeah. biggest thing that has been affected by the pandemic is is the future plans because getting endangered out there in front of people and that can you know through stores and conventions would have provided will provide but it's just going to take longer now the money to make these next projects happen so i mm-hmm. don't need to be super careful about my decisions because, you know, I'm still a project to project company. I don't have a giant pot of money that I'm sitting on to pump out yeah. endless numbers of games.
0: Have you, um, are you, are you toying with doing any kind of designs I it up here. yourself or kind of in-house again or anything like that at all? Or are you still kind of purely focused on kind of people pitching to you?
1: Um, I'm definitely focused on people pitching to me. I, I am no designer. I, I tried my hand at that once and yeah, it's not going to happen again. I don't have the stick to Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of what, what are you doing? <clears throat> putting the company to one side? I mean, are you working from home on a day-to-day basis still i mean are you able to go into the office are you able to meet you know meet up with anybody Are you still kind of pretty much on lockdown just now
1: um so i mean i don't i don't have a full-time job my uh the grand gamers guild is so Yeah. yeah i mean i'm at my computer working away every day um I share custody of my kids. And so Mm. I have sort of two patterns to my life. I have the, I have the non um, custody weeks and I have the custody weeks. And when we're, when I uh, have the kids, we uh, we exercise together every day. We get a game in Mm. every day. We watch a movie every day. We pretty much take breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Mm. And they um, they're pretty diligent about doing their, doing their homework. um, That's still being kept up on by their school. So, you know, we kind of, bounce in and out of uh, together activities and 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 them on their own and me on my own and and manage to get it all done every single day
0: yeah we're still the same we're kind of homeschooling but i'm kind of working from home as well and word around the campfire was that basically the boss has said um better get used to this (laughs) because it's kind of i don't know it's kind of opened their eyes to saying do we need everybody kind of in the same room
1: at all? Right. <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. I mean, it's, well, ideally, you know, the world will use this to affect a sea change in lots of things that were assumed and broken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I kind of don't miss the commute. I miss listening to podcasts. Yeah. You know, I think my podcast listening has gone down a yes. little bit because it's difficult to, it's difficult to, um, it's difficult to work and listen to podcasts at the same time. And I think you try at the beginning, you go, oh, great, I'm working at home. I can listen to kind of all of this stuff. But when you're kind of, when I'm doing what I'm doing, which is part of what I'm doing is I'm copywriting kind of content Ah. for people. (laughs) It's kind of like you end up half writing down some kind of sentence that Ben Maddox or Dan Dan, Dan Hughes or, or you know, someone else has kind of been talking to me and it's like, oh, no, I can't. I can't put that. That kind of, that kind of, kind of, and I mean, to you, was it just because you were based because of where you were, you know, based before has nothing kind of really changed except that more people are kind of now going, Oh, I'm working from home as well. Have you seen a little, have you seen, has there been less disruption on your, on a day to day basis then, than normally?
1: Um, I mean, speaking for myself, yes. Speaking for others, I know a good number of people who are working from home. I know a good number of people who are not working as a function of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess it's just very particular to, you know, to, to, you know, your, what your role in society was, um, mm-hmm. and, and how it was, or wasn't able to transform.
0: Yeah. And are you, are you, are you kind of taking breaks from things just to kind of make sure you're keeping kind of mental health kind of good and stuff like that. Because one thing I've noticed myself is that I'm being very, very strict that when I finish work at five o'clock or half five or whatever, I finished work. I'm not sure. kind of keeping the laptop kind of open. I'm, not, I'm, pa- I'm actually packing the laptop away. It's, it goes into another room. It, the power supply kind of comes out, so I can't kind of sneakily kind of right. open it as well.
1: Right. I, I guess what I'll say is this. Um, so yes and no. What I mean by Mm -hmm. that is I usually start my day around 5.30 in the morning and I complete a whole bunch of things by about 11. And then I very deliberately break and have lunch and play a game and then come back to work for a couple hours. And then I very Mm -hmm. deliberately break and have dinner and spend time with my kids and then come back to work for a couple hours. So I pattern my day very differently than most people do, but I do try to very, um, very strict about, uh, about the time parameters that I put around it. Cause you're right. You, I, I could spend all night online mucking around with, uh, you know, emails that come in and things like that. At some point you got to put it down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you, have you, as your, um, as your own kind of personal kind of, um, consumption, of kind of board game media has that has that changed at all i know i mentioned that i'm listening to less podcasts are you are you as you is it again is it just kind of stayed the same because not how much has changed for you um or have you no knows?
1: less podcasts because i mean i i mean the weather is still in the middle of transitioning so mm-hmm. a lot of the listening i would have done on my walks is not able to happen um mm-hmm. Yeah. My consumption is definitely down. I mean, even if I wasn't driving places for myself, I don't have a daily commute and things like that. not driving my kids to school anymore. All of my trips have been consolidated. I don't, I don't visit the post office, uh, but more than once, maybe twice a week. And, you know, and now I bang everything out in one fell swoop, every shopping trip, every post office that, that I have to do. I do it all at once. Um, yeah. It means I'm in the car for much less time. It also means that I've been very fortunate; only to have to fill up my car once a month for the past two months. I'm not complaining about that. Let me tell you, that's been nice. I'm not
0: complaining about that as well. I mean, before this all kicked off, petrol was at like one pound thirty-seven, or probably if I put it in American, it's probably about one dollar sixty-seven cents mm-hmm. in a liter. And uh, I did a double take because I the last time I drove past it, it dropped to less than a pound for oh, wow. a liter. I don't remember. I don't. I kind of like. I was like, I am potentially tempted to, to take a picture of this. Post it on Instagram.
1: I actually did that. The other say, day. I took a picture and sent it to a friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was just like, like, I cannot believe this. This is amazing.
0: I was like, this is the best meal I've seen all day. <laughs> That's why I'm posting it on Instagram. The best, the hottest dish. Because I just couldn't believe it. Because I don't, I think, I think they remember the last time, like, the, the price of gas was so low. It was like, I might have been in my 30s. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> so
1: it's easily it was... been a decade since, uh, since oh yeah. that.
0: It's, it's just been absolutely absolutely crazy. Um, thank you very very much for coming on, Mark. It's You're I we kind of jumped back and forth, but it's just kind of it's strange times. That means strange kind of conversations. But, it is. It's, um,
1: it, it, it's hard to be well. I shouldn't say it's hard to be excited. I have, I have a lot of stuff in the works, but you know it's you know trying to just trying to keep people aware and um and hopefully get them enthusiastic and you know yeah. help them help them cope. In as best way as possible, if uh, if they think my games will fit the bill for their household, you know.
0: Yeah, it's just as I say, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange times, and it's when you can't necessarily plan as well as you want to. And I know a lot of goal oriented people have really struggled over the last couple of months because they had some very kind of set. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the next thing, and now they're kind of like. That's what they look forward to. And now they're kind of like, mm, I don't know what.
1: No, see, I, <laughs> I knew there was an I'm advantage doing. in being aimless and shiftless. I'm so proud of myself
0: now. <laughs> you just put that on your LinkedIn profile. There you go. Aimless and shiftless. Hire <laughs> me now. Aimless and shiftless. Hi, Exactly. Exactly. Um, but if people do want to hire you now, where do you exist
1: on the internet webs? Um, can look at everything the guild has to offer at grandgamersguild.com. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter there. Check out our products and all the fun stuff that we have going on there. Facebook, uh, just search for Grand Gamers Guild, and then mm. also um Twitter and Instagram at Grand Gamers Guild, and you'll find us. And do that,
0: please. And check it out. Definitely do it. And and check out check out and just look at Endeavor for goodness' sake.
1: Anything. Yeah, Endeavor, you know, and Artemis... what we didn't talk about is Endeavor Age of Expansion just got out as well as part mm. of, uh, you know, just ahead of the pandemic and the people who, Europe is just starting to be fulfilled, but the rest of the world is done, and I think people are enjoying the heck out of that one.
0: Endeavor was, uh, I had a lot of fun Yep. playing Endeavor. I, l- I, loved, I loved its little game trays. Yep. <laughs> the
1: absolutely. game trays are absolutely fantastic. There is no doubt. They're, There is no doubt at all. Um, What we'll
0: do is we'll make sure all those links in the show notes so that we've got notes to show. If you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, go to the internet and search for We Are Not Wizards and you'll find us in all the different places. Worn out faces.
1: Right and early for the daily races. And uh, And you're a man of extremes, right? You want tens and ones. Love us or hate us. Oh, no, wait.
0: (laughs) Yes, every single time. Absolutely. But I know, you know, Go to the Apple podcast and if you really, 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 really like us don't go as high as a 10 <laughs> because it does make us big headed but don't go as low as a 1 even if it's a jokey one. You're not on Board Game Geek now folks. Um, give us something in the middle like a 5 because it's average and we're just a little bit average but the person who's not been average is rather wonderful rather fantastic Mark Spector. Thank you again Thank for coming on Mark. Thank you. Um and there's only one more thing to do. It's to say it's a goodbye for Mark's. So say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye for me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Make something awful. And until the next time, goodbye.
1: A wizard is never late.